Welcome to the Nourishing Autism podcast, where we take a deep dive into the research on autism and dietary changes, nutrition supplements, and lifestyle modifications. Every week, we break down nutrition topics in an easy-to-understand way for you to feel less overwhelmed and feel confident on your nutrition journey with autism. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nourishing Autism Podcast. I'm Britton Coleman, the autism dietitian, and today I have a really special guest, one of my past clients named Brittany, who is sharing about her nutrition journey for her son, Shepard. She is a physician herself and dug into the research on nutrition for autism, and that's when she found me, and we instantly hit it off and began working together for her son, Shepard, and he made some really awesome gains by changing his diet and adding targeted supplements. In this interview, we talk about my past online course and about private coaching, two things that I actually no longer offer. However, I took the best of both and created my group coaching program called Nourishing Autism. So if you're interested in my program, you can visit my website linked in the show notes to learn more and get on the wait list. Apologies ahead of time on the sound quality. The internet was not being our friend that day. So that being said, I hope you enjoyed this interview. I know it will leave you feeling inspired and motivated. Today, I'm so excited to have one of my longer term clients, Brittany, here with me and sharing a little bit about her journey with nutrition and autism. Thanks, Brittany, for being here. You're welcome. I'm so excited to be on. Awesome. So what I'm going to have you start with, tell a little bit about yourself. I know you're super close to me now in Colorado, but share a little bit about yourself and then we're going to talk all about Shepard. Yeah. So like you said, we live in Colorado and we're so excited to finally be able to meet Britain in person at some point here in the next few months. But I'm a physician myself. I'm an anesthesiologist and I have three boys. Shepard is my middle child. He just turned four about a month ago. And he is my son that has been diagnosed with autism. So yeah, we're just crazy busy life right now with three boys. I can't boys. believe he's four. <laughs> That's crazy. To believe I know. I can't four. either. <laughs> yeah. I think he was, two, he was two when we started working together. Or maybe he was about to turn three. Yes. Yep, exactly. I Shepard got his diagnosis about a little over two and a half years old. And that was obviously when I started doing a bunch of research on autism in general and led me to you. Yes. And then we started working together right before he turned three. So was nutrition something that you dug into yourself or did anyone ever mention that to you while you were in that diagnostic period? Yeah. So no, I it was never brought up to me by any people that were first involved in his diagnosis. So, which was fine because I, being a physician myself, I've always kind of been the person that wants to do my own research. So I just started to dive deep into autism and not being a pediatric specialist myself or ever having, you know, a an older child with autism. We really don't learn much about autism in med school. Pediatricians do obviously in their residencies and then they can do fellowships. So they know a lot more about it, but myself, I didn't. So I wanted to learn all about it. Yeah. That being said, yeah. So that being said, I started to look into the nutrition aspects of it because I already have this background interest in like overall wellness and health. I had just been into that, I guess, nutrition and supplements and that kind of overall wellness prior to Shep's diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So I did 
automatically start to look into nutrition and supplements for him in regards to autism. And that's what led me to you. And I found you on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> that's great. So many yep. people find me on Instagram, probably 95% of my clients find me there, which is yeah. uh, so fun. And so when did you decide that you wanted to try out nutrition? So he was diagnosed when he was about two and a half. How soon after that did you decide to try out nutrition? So pretty immediately we went to, you know, which I think you hear a lot, the gluten-free casein beer, dairy-free um, diet for him. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I did that is I personally was gluten-free, dairy-free, well, casein-free at that time, because I was nursing, um, my newborn who was two months old and he had colitis, he had blood in his stool. And so usually that dairy and when you're nursing, so I was already, I had just gone gluten-free, dairy-free. So for me to make those changes in Shep's diet, I thought, you know, it's easy. We can just, we can just try it. I also had always had concerns from when he was an infant about him having some type of sensitivity to dairy. So he didn't drink milk, but we were still giving him yogurt products and cheese occasionally. So we just made the full switch immediately at that point, because I was interested in kind of the anti-inflammatory approach to autism at that point. Definitely. Were you able to make that switch to gluten and dairy free quickly, or did it take you some time to transition for him? You know, we were able to do it pretty quickly. He wasn't eating, you know, there's a lot of gluten-free substitutes now for bread and things like that. So we did that. And then, like I said, he wasn't drinking milk. It was just pretty much the cheese and yogurt we had to eliminate. And so it wasn't too hard for us. Yeah, that's great. A lot of times, you know, especially for kids who are really limited in their diet, I'll have us go gradually because it's, you know, taking out all of that so quickly when kids only have, you know, a few different foods, which I know isn't shepherd, but a lot of times I'll have people move slower than that. But it's great to hear when people are able to make that transition really quickly because you can see benefits even sooner. And I know you saw benefits after going gluten-free for a little bit as well, gluten dairy-free. Yeah. Yeah. And we did. He, Shepard had always had actually loose stools. I mean, almost Frank diarrhea, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had given fiber supplements, all those things in the past before his autism diagnosis and it, nothing's really helped a lot, but going dairy-free seemed to help. Um, fairly quickly. I mean, it took probably a month or so like to really see some improvements, but I felt like that was pretty fast. And so we kept on that and then I found you and then kind of moved into more research into the nutrition side of it from all the stuff you were providing. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's great to hear. And you're right. I mean, it can take four to six weeks at the minimum to start seeing big progress with diet. A lot of people don't realize that and they want to see overnight changes. I wish it worked that way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know it's hard. It's hard to be patient in this process, I think. But I think the thing that kept us going was hearing stories from your other clients talking to you and really like you help to almost point out our little wins that you kind of glance over sometimes as a parent and you're like, oh wait, yeah, he is doing really great with that. And so it was nice to have that support system from you and your programs and then the individual one-on-one that we had done because you just, you don't get that from the traditional medicine like side of it right now. Like I, like the pediatrician had never mentioned any dietary changes, the fellowship trained, but you know, pediatrician 
developmental peds, you know, they said, you know, a lot of people try this and they seem to do okay on it, but they weren't necessarily recommending any of it. So, right. Right. Exactly. Which makes sense. You know, I'm sure they got very little nutrition. I mean, most physicians get about one to two hours of nutrition education in med school. And so a lot of times don't have the experience, which makes sense, you know, if, if it's not totally, experience. yeah, but it would make it so much easier. Even I'm, I'm glad they mentioned that much to you. A lot of times I don't even see that mentioned. And even just that little mm-hmm. glimpse of what it could be like sometimes is planting the seed for someone to go down their own nutrition journey, which is great. Yep. So before you started working to me with me, I know you had reached out and I wasn't taking clients on at the time. So you tried out my program, um, which has now transitioned into a completely different program. So the program that you, yeah. have been, I actually don't even run anymore. It's transitioned into my like group programs that are a little bit more supportive, but it's kind of like a glorified online course that you had yeah. And then we moved into the private coaching at the beginning of 2021. So I remembered you started some supplements while you were doing the online course. And specifically, I remember you had a lot of success with sulforaphane, the broccoli extract supplement. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yes. And I truly think that obviously along with everything else, but that was one of the big hitters, um, with shepherd and this is, and obviously you talk about it. You have um, some great information on it on your website and the autism, the nutrition library, but sulforaphane, as you know, is I found been researched a, a decent amount in autism and it was shown to decrease behaviors in males with autism. I don't quote me on this age range. It was a it was older than Shepard. I think it was like maybe like teens, but there is, it's just a great molecule all around in general, because I mean, even people with not that are not autistic, I think should be on it, but we started that supplement on Shepard and we noticed drastic changes in his behavior. When he first got diagnosed, I would say at his quote unquote worst, when he was about two and a half, exactly. Mm-hmm it almost seemed like he was locked in and it was obviously disheartening because Shepard was um, a toddler who was, you know, talking, he was a little bit delayed in um, some motor milestones and some verbal milestones, but he was, he was saying words to us. And then he regressed right around two years old. And so at two and a half, he was nonverbal, really not, was almost like pacing, very like fixated on things, um, not a lot of social interaction with us. So we started that supplement and he just made leaps and bounds. That and the dairy free were the first things we did. And he just kind of came back alive almost. He started interacting more with us. The eye contact was back and just seemed more focused, not in his head as much. And we still have them on it. And yeah, we just, I I love that supplement. It's the pathways involved with um, helping with detox pathways, which have, you know, when you talk about have been shown to be altered in people that have autism. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I just think it's a really great molecule. Yeah. Same. It was so exciting to be able to watch that because there is plenty of research on it, which is super exciting, but also to see that in real time and see how well Shepard did with it. So would you say that's one of the most impactful changes that you've made for him? Okay. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent that in addition to when we went through our one-on-one and we, you know, you do 
a full evaluate like nutritional evaluation and everything and some things came out of that that I was shocked and so happy that we did two of the big things was the food sensitivity panel Mm -hmm. that really changed some other dietary or had some other dietary changes with Shepard and then the iron deficiency yes we would have never known that Shepard was iron deficient yes and this has been huge because we started him on iron supplementation under your guidance and then followed up with labs with our, our pediatrician and he was still iron deficient. And so we've continued the iron. We'll be at almost a year now, you know, under physician guidance at this point, but it's just such an important, obviously mineral that, I mean, I couldn't believe he was iron deficient and we, we would have never tested him. The, you know, there was no reason necessarily to test him. So the pediatrician had no indication to test him otherwise. Right. It was so interesting. Oh, I'm really glad. The big one. Yeah. Yeah. He had some of the most textbook signs of it. Once we started down that path, like the little, the spoon shaped nails mm-hmm. and which I know improved greatly when you started that supplementation, yep. but yep. it's so easy to overlook some of those symptoms. But once we started fixating on that, it just seemed it, all of this, they just all fell into place, which sometimes yeah. deficiencies are hidden. You don't notice, but for him, it just made so much more sense. We were able to put that all together, which was so interesting to see those like textbook side symptoms of iron deficiency. So interesting. So when we were, it was crazy because I was seeing it, but I didn't put two and two together. And then after you got the diagnosis, you're like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Made so much sense. Yeah. And the last question I was going to ask you were just the overall positive benefits that you saw with Shepard after we really nailed down his diet. Yeah. Shepard has just blossomed into this sweet little boy since the dietary changes and the supplements we've um, started with him. He really came out of his shell, like I kind of alluded to before, Mm -hmm. and his little personality came back. We still, it took a while for him to start speaking words again, but he did start speaking words again. Um, I would still consider him more on the nonverbal side, but he does say some words, and we also implemented an AAC device, which is an augmented assistive communication device with him, specifically the app, and so we've been working with the speech pathologist on that as well. That combined with the nutrition supplements, he has just grown so much verbal skills are improving he interacts with his brothers more his peers in preschool he plays with us he's playful he's funny sassy he tests boundaries he's just he's just a joy to be around you know obviously we still have the different challenges Austin brings we're still working on potty training and that's taking a lot longer than it is their typical brother older brother did obviously um and i would say the one thing we did not make great progress on is expanding his food. That has probably been the hardest dietary change is trying to expand his or not, you know, food preferences. So we still work on that daily, but luckily I think we're getting enough balanced diet from the food that he's um fixated that we're doing okay. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, there's like a few different processes that we go through taking out the foods that they're sensitive to, which sometimes limits them down. And then from there trying to expand. So it definitely is a long-term journey. So I'm excited for y'all 
you all when you are able to, you know, start expanding and you've made so many other dietary changes. So that's one that's definitely one of those long-term goals. And in the meantime, we work on filling in those gaps with supplements while we expand. So um, it's one of those, I think, again, a lot of people want to see the overnight success with picky eating and it is a long-term journey. Not, there's no secret sauce on how to help them eat everything overnight. Yeah, but I'm so excited for you on all, all the progress that you saw. And, uh, you know, even without being able to expand his diet, which says a lot there too. Yeah. So the last thing I would love to ask you is what would you tell other parents who maybe just got a diagnosis or looking to start with nutrition and are feeling really overwhelmed? Is there any, anything that you would tell them or any advice that you'd give? to want to do a sprint and try to do everything all at once and then you burn out and it's like what where yeah. where do you go from there after you've burned out so making it a sustainable change makes it you know where you're going to see these this progress long term it's hard to yeah. slow down <laughs> it really was and it was for me I'm just such I'm very um type a control freak and so I just mm-hmm. wanted to change everything right away and it was like no this is a marathon and you said that multiple times in that course we did and I was like you're right and and so that was just reassuring to have someone on your side like that and it sounds like now those um, courses you do have a community of um, other parents and sharing kind of the progress a little bit more than maybe our course did Mm -hmm. and I think that would just be fabulous to have just to have that peer group there yes yeah it's so special to be with people who understand what you're going through and share those same goals so um yeah well I am so grateful that you took the time to chat with me and I'm sure your journey is going to be so inspirational for other parents who are just feeling overwhelmed with getting started or feeling like they have to do everything all at once and just feeling completely overwhelmed. So you're an inspiration to us all and so Shepherd, and it's, yeah, just, I'm grateful to have been part of your nutrition team, your care team. 
Thanks so much, Bryn. Yeah, it's truly been a great experience working with you, and I love seeing everything you're doing and growing this community and getting information out there to parents. Thank you. So. Well, thanks, Brittany. And we always, we always want to see more Barrett. Yes. <laughs> I know. He, yes, he, I have to say, whenever I show Barrett on my Instagram, I get more interaction than I ever do with any of <laughs> my nutrition posts. So, so maybe I it. need to, yeah, just make a separate Barrett fan page. Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thanks, Brittany. I appreciate you so much. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by the Autism Nutrition Library, a one-stop hub and community for all things autism nutrition, created to help you explore evidence-based nutrition approaches that have proved to be effective to help individuals with autism feel their best, do their best, and be their best. Join now by visiting autismnutritionlibrary.com or by stopping by my Instagram at autismdietitian. See you next week.